Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Take a sip of my secret potion and I'll make you fall in love, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Football Ramble. My name is Marcus Bellar and Jim Campbell's with us. Hello. Pete Donaldson's also with us. Just because Luke's not here, you'd have to be sexy. Oh, I'm always sexy, <laughs> as as we all are. Uh, Luke, Valentine's Day treat for everyone. Luke's not here. Luke's not here. Is that the treat? He's hashtag travelling. That's the treat for everyone. <laughs> Yay. Oh, no. We're going to soldier on without him once again. Mm. Once again. Um, oh, bad news uh, from the world of football. Former Bulgaria defender Trifon Ivanov sadly died of a heart attack. He yeah. was uh, the one well known for his, uh, well, fierce shot, but long hair and beard. You probably yeah. remember him. The and real his team eyes. Of, real team of calendar, uh, calendars. Team <laughs> of calendars. Team of characters, wasn't it? And he, mm. Was he known as the Wolf Man? Yeah. Something he, like that. He was yeah. a beard the the team that you're referencing, of course, Jim, is the side that reached the World Cup semi final in 1994. Yes. Yeah. yeah I liked him because he looked. Lechkov. Yeah. Oh. Dojkov, Lechkov. Yeah, Mihailov. Mihailov. He was no. the keeper with the wig. Bobby Mihailov. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Well, did he definitely have a wig? That was the rumour. Right, Lechkov needed one, didn't he? 
He certainly didn't have one. <laughs> well, if he did, he never wore but it. I, maybe, I, maybe they'd have some sort of bet. Yeah. Yeah, but Ivanov had a great head of hair. I liked Ivanov because he um, he looked a bit like Spike Milligan, and I was a big fan of Spike Milligan back yeah. then. He looked a bit Spike Milligan-esque. Yeah, young version. Mm. I think he was only 50, so yeah, so yeah, yeah, was a heart awful. attack. Well, apparently in Brazil in 2013, an amateur tournament was named after him. Hmm. If you could name a football tournament after someone from the world of football, or well, actually not from the world of football, go crazy. Uh, what would you come up with, Jim? Uh, well, mine's less a tournament, more sort of like, more like an award. Okay, so oh, it's that's something fine. that happens within the season. Right. Um, okay. So it would be the Georgie Kingsley dribble bib. So <laughs> whoever like had completed the Very most good. dribbles mm. in a round of games would get to wear the bib, sort of like you know, like the yellow jacket in the Tour de France. Yeah, mm. oh yeah. So they would they would just always wear it, and it would have Kinky written on it. <laughs> well, and, uh, Kinky. That was his, his nickname. Kinky. King King oh, yeah, he, he was known yes. as Kinky, wasn't he? Because like the way he dribbled so well, he had such tight, close control, and he mm. he would sort of kink to the left and the right. And, and his it, name. It all worked so yeah. beautifully well, and in, by the end of it, you know, the Georgie Kinkladzi dribble bib um, will just become such a part of football that generations down the line. And they won't even know why it's there, but they just won't even question it. It'll just be the kinky bib. It'll just be part of football. Would you not have just the sorry, <laughs> you may have already said this, but let me clarify. You'd have just the one bib, so the, the leading dribbler in the league mm. would wear it, or yeah. would it in the after match? each round of games? Okay, right, yeah. Th- that would be brilliant. So you'd think, oh, we've got the, the kinky holder turning up to our stadium this time. Yeah. And you'd <laughs> also think, because they've got the bib on, this guy's really good at dribbling. So Is he gonna dribble? In fact, it's a way of getting fans mm. out of their seats, isn't it? It's a little, mm. you know, certain players have that effect Ooh. when they're on the ball, it's yeah. kind of electrifying. But if you've got the Georgie Kinkladdy dribble bib on, then that, that's that's amped right up. Yeah, kinky dribbles, it we would, shout. It would highlight the massively for opposition defenders to just go through them. Indeed. Mm. But you know, <laughs> but what the, that's, but that's, you know, when you're at the top. I really like you know, that, Jim. The people best are gonna thing, try and tear you down. And and they do to me. Um, uh, <laughs> what, I, what I like about that is that after the first round of games and maybe the second round, it would be an unlikely person that could have it in mm. the league. Obviously, mm. as the league would go on, then, um, you know, whoever were in Spain, you know, Cristiano Ronaldo or Messi. Uh, or no, it would be the one fr- from each week. It wouldn't be oh, cumulative. Sorry, from, be oh, if, you, okay. if you were the best last week, you got it this week. Oh, sorry. sorry. Oh, well, yeah, I like it. A very mm. good start to the show. Well done, Jim. You should be proud of yourself. Cheers, mate. Credit to the name Jim. Very uh, glad that's, that's the sort of thing I do for a living. Peter. <laughs> well, I... You see, I told you he does. <laughs> Peter. <laughs> well, I uh, have just changed my idea at the very last minute. Oh! Well, at in, least you in, had one this time. Can you tell us what you tell had originally? No. Please. No, because that would ruin my actual one, Can that it? one be Luke's? Yeah. Yeah, OK. So, right, what, so what, what did you have for Luke? No, I'm giving my first. <laughs> like, you give the King Lads a kinky, bi- kinky bib, right? I would give, for the person who's done the best um, chip... Or lob, I would hand them. You know, like with the Dinwiddie Hall of Fame. You God rest his mucky soul. Are you going to call it the Dinky Bib? No, <laughs> um, no, I'm not, Marcus. To be too and similar. So, well, stop. Let me do my answer. All right, you're terrible. Um, uh, you know, See, when I told like, you they try and shoot you down if you're at the top, Jim. <laughs> you know when you let shut the flip up. <laughs> Easy. Um, you know when you uh, let someone into like the Dinwiddie Hall of Fame, you got to open that door, haven't you? Yeah, what, what do you, you use? Do. What do you use to open it? Crowbar. No. Oh, keys. The the doorknob. So it'd be the winner. <laughs> The winner would win a reproduction doorknob for the person who's done the best um, dink or lob. So I'd call it the Naim Lobnob. Right. Wow. They would get the Naim Lobnob. Okay. And what was the answer that you just thought of? No, I'm not telling you it. it. I'm not telling you it. Because you talked over the start of my answer, so you should have more respect. Uh, have yeah. more respect for the own rules of your own competition. This is like the Keegan email all over again. Yeah. Pink's, it, Pink's it, not taking any flack anymore. Yeah, I've, I've had enough. I've had a few years of you guys. Just because the Larry one's not here, you don't have to sit in for him. <laughs> the name Lobnob, move on. Okay, I have a Veterans Cup called the Carnu Cup. All right, fair, fair enough. Yeah, yeah. Right, yeah. You know, You're I, not getting the points this week. I, I'm not having it. I'll decide, young man. <laughs>
Uh, or you could have the Mark Hughes Cup, in which you could only score headers and volleys. Yeah. Yeah. Or the Jerry Barton Cup, it'd be ten aside. <laughs> <laughs> That's nice. Jim's definitely got the points. Oh, no one yours. can argue with that. I had two answers, didn't even need my second yeah. one. You didn't even yours. say the second one. That was Luke's answer anyway. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> well done, Jim. Excellent start to the show. Uh, let's go to the Premier League. Where else? Where Arsenal are trying to ruin football because they beat Leicester 2-1. Mm, enemies of football. Mm. <laughs> D- deliciously horrible. If it was going to be anyone, I'm glad it was Danny Welbeck. It's though. a strange one, isn't it? Because he's been out for 10 months and it's just... He's sort of been the kind of forgotten man amongst Arsenal's walking wounded because as ever, there were so many of them. And it's sort of like, oh, yeah, Danny Welbeck plays for Arsenal. It was Again. The, it Even was, as someone who supports Arsenal, it still seems odd. It was but the it's week, great. It was the week after Luke kind of said that um, the Emirates can be quite quiet at times. And it's yeah. just it erupted uh, for that goal, isn't it? <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, and it, it can be, can be quite quiet at times, <laughs> to be fair to him. It was a tale of two Dannys. <laughs> it was mm. indeed. What a turning point when Danny Simpson got a red card. Was it a red card or was it two yellows? I can't remember the first one, actually. Um, it but was, the second one. It was two yellows, yeah. It wasn't a straight I red. can see why the referee gave it, because it was a professional foul. He he meant to foul the player. Mm. There was no trying to get the ball. It's a pull of the shirt, and that tends to be a yellow card. Mm. However, from his point of view, he'd say, well, it wasn't in a dangerous area. It was only a little tug. Yeah, but you get you see them you see them giving a yellow card on the halfway line when they're breaking yeah. away. I think so, it's one of those ones. But it where, wasn't a breakaway or anything like but that. The, I think the thing is, Marcus, is um, you do see those you do see those given all the time, and it's one of those ones where it's it's so it's impossible to read a referee's mind, isn't it? So mm. you, you you're better off just being a, being a bit tidier. It was clumsy. And so I, you thought I, it was a red card. Um, it's a funny one. I, I I wonder if he'd not been on a yellow card and he'd made that challenge. I wonder if he would have been at all but it was it was it was clumsy wasn't it and it was quite high tempo and I think maybe the referee was thinking it was starting to get a little bit out of hand so I mean and if you didn't have a history not of, the most controversial yellow ever if you didn't have so, a history mm. of grabbing people's body parts that's all I'm saying so yeah yeah. okie dokes oh dear it's oh, one of those dear. ones I think where Arsenal fans want to see that as a red and Leicester fans certainly not yeah absolutely um, can I just tell you what Charlie Nicholas said before the game <laughs> of course you um, can yeah. this is on his title favourite the cannonball kid yeah uh, on his title favourite uh, he said I'm sticking with the same side I've had all season Arsenal never admit you're guilty on Valentine's weekend now that is some awkward <laughs> chat in the, in the Nicholas household isn't cool. it after that <laughs> like, what on earth guilty? is he doing why did he use the word guilty oh it's strange why isn't did it? he use the word wrong that'd be better wouldn't it yeah I, Charlie I, don't, I know nothing about uh, Charlie Nicholas' yeah. wife but I assume over there. she is Especially long with current events <laughs> take Dearing a seat man. over there Shocking. Oh man! <laughs> but that um, was, yes, Pete. Just um, I, I, Danny Simpson should not have uh, grabbed him back, and it's it's a yellow. So off, yeah. off, Danny Wilson. The, Danny Wilson, the, Danny Simpson, all of the, Simpson, all of the Dannys. All of Dannys. Mm. Uh, Cracking game though, isn't it? Was it was a brilliant game. Like, um, Luke was uh, was was WhatsApping us from uh, from where he is, uh, saying <laughs> that it is like a, a proper sort of vintage Premier League encounter, and it really, really was. It was you just, didn't think uh, it was a penalty, Jim? Um, the, the, the Vardy one—it's a strange one. I sort I understand why it's been given as a, as a penalty, but I think what's very clear is uh, Vardy's seen the opportunity to mm-hmm. to to run into Monreal and, mm-hmm. and win, win the penalty. So he's, he's he wasn't running towards the ball, was he's he? He's won it. No, absolutely. Mm-hmm. He could have he could have kept going but he effectively bought himself a penalty and I, I this is something you see a lot and I wonder if if referees do actually think of it like this because surely if a referee thinks in the split second yeah he's running to the man to draw a foul to give a penalty as a ref surely you're thinking well no I can't give a penalty for that well, referees it's have deliberate. turned down uh, you know forwards uh, appeals for a penalty Absolutely. in those kind of situations yeah. I, I want, it's just one of those ones where I think you know that, that could easily not have been a penalty in the same sense. Mm. I mean, it's presumably, I'm not completely au fait with the rules of the game on that particular little quirk of, uh, of, of, of free kicks and penalties, but um, I, I presume you can't do that. 
You can't. You, you can't. No, you can't run into to people and, and make a beeline for them and obviously say, "Well, but, that was a." But fair. players do it, don't they? This they is do. What I mean, like, well, but, that, I mean, um, at least uh, at least he could be able to make contact. He didn't leap over the over the player, and and the player dived in. So you might say the player didn't need to dive in. Yeah, he, but it was did, interesting. So. Monreal had his arms up long before the impact because he was see he could see what he was doing. Um, and it's, it's quite a very strange example of it that it's so that it's so obvious. But it's two decisions case. like that in the last well three weeks where Arsenal have uh, have come off worse in that situation when uh, we, they had a player sent off a couple of weeks ago. You could also again though the, the um, you know Danny Simpson's yellow isn't uh, isn't clear is it? It's just one of those things. I think Mares definitely dived later on in the game. Mm. I, I, yeah, I don't think that was a penalty, but it was. When Leicester went one like we thought, oh, here they go again. Yeah, but, I certainly did. Yeah, and, and I, I wasn't thinking about Leicester. <laughs> they were hanging. They were hanging on uh, by the end, though, weren't yeah, they? They were, and, and they lost. It was. <laughs> so. You know what? When they brought Vasilevsky on, who mm. looks like uh, Russell Crowe's character's mate from Gladiator. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> right. he's absolutely. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's the Premier League's mountain, isn't he? He's in, he's enormous, and he came on, and they were obviously defending quite deeply, and. When he ran out, when Ram was it oh, was it Ramsey? I forget who nodded the ball in, and you saw him, and it was like a seventy thirty in the Arsenal players' favour, and you thought, "Don't do it! Don't, you you yeah, will yeah, give yeah. away a free kick." Mm. And if he heads it back in, was it Monreal again? I mean, Is he involved in a lot? I think it might have been Monreal. Right, yes, he did. Yeah, and I thought, and when he gave away the free kick, you thought you've just given Arsenal a chance to put it in the yeah. box. Here. Ozil as well. Yeah, and which of course he did, and uh, and it was two yeah. one. I and it, it all on him. Yeah, so, absolutely. So. I mean, it's it's a strange result for Arsenal because obviously it's brilliant to get that win. It gives a lot of momentum. Um, but you know, it but was over, it was over ten men. Uh, yeah, obviously we're, we're enemies of football for a week at least, which is a, a shame. <laughs> um, uh, but. But yeah, I mean, hopefully this will start Arsenal on a, on a run of wins now. They've, they've started winning again. They, the performances need to be a little bit more convincing. But this is, you know, Arsenal, you know, often they put good runs together at the, the, the end of the season. Yeah, I mean, chasing it a bit. So hopefully this season will be so weird we can actually win the league. Is um is there is the news that Ozil might not be staying? Uh, news to everyone is that a, a big deal? Uh, is that just I, paper I think talk? It's just paper talk. Mm-hmm. So it's, who knows? Who knows? Uh, yeah, I mean, Leicester do have uh, a little bit of time off now, and then they look forward to. Playing Norwich at home yeah. in the two league. weeks off, and then Norwich. That's all right. Isn't it? It's not too bad. They're still top. Yeah, they exactly. Are still top of the league. And also, the great thing is, um, you know, it's obviously it's never good to lose in a situation like that. But losing, having had a man sent off, it does give them, it gives them a sort of explanation. You know, yeah. I, I genuinely think it would have been a very different game had it been eleven against eleven yeah. for the whole well, game. I don't know if Arsenal would have won it. Danny so. Simpson certainly when he played for Newcastle, he was mm. always on the line. He would always clear mm. the ball off the line. Yeah. So I think you make, got it. I think you make a good point there, Jim Ranieri. Get his players in, and he'll say. That was a terrible decision. It shouldn't have been a red card. Uh, you know, we wouldn't have lost the game, etc. And We're so still on. Top. Exactly. And he and it, whereas if Arsenal had carved them open a couple of times, they could have all gone. Oh, we're just not the best team in the league, are we? Absolutely. Now, obviously, they that, still look dangerous with ten minutes. They, they as well. did. They did. They did. Uh, you know, they could. Their heads could drop now, and they just think, oh, that's that's really really bad. But if I, you know, Ranieri, what he will do is he'll say, right. Let's turn this into a positive. If they'd have won, they would have still been, you know, a handful of points ahead of the pack. Mm. And he could have thought to himself, you know, we might have started getting a little bit lazy, thinking, well, there's a bit of a cushion now. There's only two points. They're still mm. looking over their shoulders. And we know what Leicester are like. They play best when they are playing quite high intensity yeah. and it's all to play for. So he will t- try and turn that into a positive and go, right, 
we're not getting any decisions now and try and make a little bit more of a siege yeah. mentality. Whilst and you know what? That helps the fans as well, particularly at home. Absolutely. Like right. those, I don't know if they've actually had enough credit this season. Leicester's fans have been absolutely but confused. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just confused <laughs> and delirious. But they are, they, are, they are the true 12th man. They are yeah. giving that injection of energy that every team needs mm. and they've, they've been so good. But and actually, you know, yeah. the gap being a bit smaller mm-hmm. feeds into that. Mm. And, and I, I just hope that by the end of the season, if they don't win the league, they won't be... Too disappointed, well, it, isn't it? <laughs> because yeah. if they finished fourth, I mean, fourth place would still be whatever happens. They could lose all the rest of their games. Obviously, it would be terribly disappointing in one sense, but they've still had an amazing year. It's a financial game changer, especially because they've signed. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's right. That's yeah. right. And also with the with the Premier League money being as sorry, the TV money being so mm. much bigger than it's ever been before, it's a chance to actually have a crack at establishing yourself as a fourth, isn't yeah, it? Indeed. And uh, we're going to talk about the other big game on Sunday after this. Well, Marcus, I think it was a nothing, nothing result. Craig Brown, welcome to the Football Ramble. It's like he's welcoming himself to the Football Ramble. <laughs> <laughs> Putting himself into the dwarf. Yeah, yeah. it wasn't a nothing, nothing, nothing result. It was three nothings. Mm. Uh, it was Manchester City 1, Spurs 2. And again, a penalty uh, decision changed uh, a lot there. Because, after, I mean, up to then, it was pretty much a stalemate, wasn't it? Yeah. Either side didn't look like they were going to create too much or it was going to take a mistake or a piece of brilliance. There was a lot of midfield boring play, I thought. I don't think it was the best match. Yeah, I, I think Pellegrini looked at that and thought, maybe let's not play for a point. I don't think Manchester City were ever going to play for a point, but let's play to restrict Spurs. Mm. Yeah. Because he knows how good that Spurs midfield has been and that Spurs attacking line has yeah. been this season. It didn't mm. work though, did it? For the winner, there were four City players like sort of around Eric Lamella. None of yeah. them made a challenge. I know he's a very good player and was moving mm. at pace, but uh, you know, it just... Oh, it was such a silly wobble, especially having gotten back into the game. And, and looking good when they did get back in the game mm. as well. It's a lovely finish from Ericsson. It's so Brilliant. cool under pressure. Yeah. Yeah. The way he let the ball just, just go over to the right side of his body, because the way he positioned himself, against company as well, <laughs> one of the game's best defenders. Yeah. And he, OK, he came back for the, that game and they lost 2-1, but actually company did play well. Ericsson, so cool. Just there we are. Moves it over because he thinks if company tries to get this ball, he will bring me down and it will be a penalty. And just slots home. Mm. It was absolutely delicious, but it was surely not a penalty. Oh no! I oh, mean, Clatsy it's, it's, loves yeah, a headline, it's a doesn't he? Shocking one, isn't it? It's it's really really weird. It's actually. I feel sorry for Raheem Sterling because it was actually pretty pretty good inventive defensive work mm. and actually he's given away a penalty. Um, but you know, it's just one, one of those things that occasionally Flatten happens, isn't it? It's really shocking. Shocking decision from him. This just, I think the, the point that was made on. Um, Have a crack, Mark. Yeah, Clack, on, uh, Clatton Burke. Yeah, yeah. good. Thanks. Wasn't worth it. That's right. Carry rhyming on. slang, that, isn't it? It's rhyming <laughs> slang for something quite surprising, and we'll leave it there. It is, yeah. Uh, but <laughs> so yeah, um, Clattenburg, there's, there's surely no way he can be sure that that's hit his hand because it didn't hit his hand. It, yeah. didn't, it wouldn't go anywhere near his but hand. But even if it did, his hand is not. Yeah, it's not deliberate, out. is it? It's not. It's... Your arms are part of your body. Yeah. It's a... <laughs> <laughs> News just in. Yeah. <laughs> it was dreadful, wasn't it? Such a such a daft one. Um, yeah, I just at the end of the game. Hugo Lloris made a brilliant save, as mm. we're becoming absolutely accustomed to. And um, I think this just summed up City's afternoon. With one hand, he brilliantly clawed the ball away, and with yes. the other, he completely unintentionally just slapped Otamendi in the face. <laughs> just a proper little, there you go, son. There you go. <laughs> Not today, yourself and on your way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I think what, the great thing Tottenham have at the moment, first, we were talking about this earlier, but Leicester's surge to the top 
absolutely disguises Tottenham's own title mm. bid, which it absolutely is. At which this is point. fine for Spurs. Yeah. Of course it is. It's mm. brilliant for them. It means there's just no pressure on them and they're playing with no pressure. They're playing with no fear. But another thing, I suppose you could make an argument that Harry Kane is this player, but they, they're not reliant on one player in they're the not. way they have been in the past. So, you know, the best Tottenham squads that they've had in recent memory, there have been players like Gareth Bale that have, that have really, mm. really made them tick. But there's just so many players performing really, really well in there um, that, you know, that... that there's the squad. There's depth to that squad, there and is. if someone's injured for whatever reason, even for a significant period of time, you look at that squad and you think, you know what? They can swallow that. They can cover that. Mm. There's great competition for places uh, all across the back four. You know, uh, Vertonghen getting injured has, has been absolutely fine. Kevin mm-hmm. Wimmer's come in, done very well. Danny Rose and Ben Davies are competing for the left back yeah. spot, and they, they just look superb. Well, it's interesting actually because uh, with Spurs fullbacks, and they mention it on the BBC. Although I'd like to say, my my, my good pal. At uh, Bleacher Report, Dean Jones mentioned this a few weeks ago. Did Spurs, you? yes, Spurs rotate their fullbacks every game mm. because Pochettino puts such an emphasis on that position that they have to work so tirelessly yeah. that those fullbacks at the end of the game have just been mm. run ragged. So pretty much every game he rotates them, mm. which is quite incredible, really. He sort of he would probably have his preferred fullbacks. You would think. Yeah. So does he try and work it out where the matches are coming? Yeah. It's kind of went, <laughs> in, terms of, in terms of team morale, though, that's it's probably pretty good, isn't it? But if you're effectively your first choice, but you only start every other game, and yeah. that's also true of the other guys. But, and you're, you're not, not really competing. And you're scared way. of losing your place because you might get it back the next week yeah. because the other guy will be absolutely paggered. You know what? Danny Rose is a player who'd, who'd been maybe sort of, um, you know. It seemed like a fairly average player for for a while, who has has been great this season and really mm. really stepped up. And I wonder if that that system, that sort of showing faith in show of faith in mm-hmm. him, uh, has really really helped. It's, I'm starting to worry that they're forgetting to Spurs it up. <laughs> well, this is what I said, Jim. I said way at the start. I think top two for Spurs, and then uh, a few weeks ago, I said. The whole thing of spursing it up, it just, it could be a thing of no, the... I'll, I'll have to write them a letter. I'm not even... <laughs> You'd have to send it to send the players. Them, send yeah. them a lasagna. Pochettino wouldn't be uh, passing it on, would he? <laughs> but Pochettino's been simply magnificent. Yeah. I mean, as we've said before, though, he he's as significant as any player, isn't it? It's giving him the time to work with the squad and yeah. get the squad in that he wants and shape it in the way he wants. That has just been, has been a great move. That's right, yeah. I mean, since they lost at home to Leicester in the league, they've won five on the bounce. Yeah, and Leicester's in the league. form doesn't count to any, towards anyone else's form because <laughs> it's magic. And, and another uh, away win. I think the Premier League now has the highest uh, away wins uh, in the season that they've ever had, oh, 30, wow. 33%. 33%, percent, and the last was 32.3%. Yeah, they're on, they're on for the record, aren't and they? And if they can maintain that, that's uh, pretty it's good amazing. for the away fans. It's City, though, I think they've not beaten anyone in the top five all season, yeah. have they? And that is, um, I mean, so they're, they're six points off Leicester. You would think with 12 games to go, mm. mathematically, it's absolutely possible oh, that they, they so. could still win it. But you you look at the team and you wonder. If they've if they've got enough about them because they 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 don't look solid enough, do they? They they just look a little um little brittle at times. Well, I, th- I think people are probably beginning to write City off now, aren't they? Absolutely. Well, Which again might actually suit them for a late surge. <laughs> well, the way Spurs scored their goal, it was kind of against the run of play, and I just think I don't know. I, I, I don't know. They can't see games out at the moment, Man City, mm. and they need to. Yeah. Is it the is it the Guardiola chat? I mean, it seems like an obvious factor to point no, to, I don't but think since it, is. it was announced, no, I don't, didn't, didn't somebody say that they, they've had the, they've, they've had a terrible record since Pep Guardiola took over, which I quite like as a quote. <laughs> <laughs> uh, speaking of away wins, it's fair to say there was one at Villa Park. Oh my God, there were there were six effectively. Well, the juxtaposition between Klopp and Guard in the post-match interviews. Guard's apologising to the fans yeah. and saying this is just not good enough, having beaten 
been beaten by six goals from from a, not a particularly great Liverpool side. Klopp's laughing and saying, "No, nah, it's not the first six six nil he's uh, got in his uh, cabinet yeah. away from home." And to be fair to anyone who didn't see the inter- uh, to see the interview, that, well, that wasn't him just saying that, was it? Yeah, so, true, true. He was asked. said to him, "Have you ever won six nil away from home before?" And he was like, uh, "Yeah, I have actually." Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, there was one at Stuttgart or something. Cologne, went, maybe it doesn't, oh, yeah, doesn't matter. He was like, but, yeah, it's not the yeah. first one. Yeah, but the, the Reds team spirit looks quite decent. You, you saw that when Colo Torre scored, they all bundled him. Yeah, mm. well, that was to make it six. His header was really strange. He could barely move. Yeah, <laughs> it was like just bouncing it in off of an inanimate object. <laughs> That's one of those goals. You know, when you're playing for a Sunday side or something like that, and the guy who plays at the back, the the, the big lad, he's mm. played in the team for years and years and years. He's there's no flair on him at all. Yeah, he's probably never scored or, or scores once every four years or something. Scores a jammy little goal like that, and you all go crazy. And it's like six. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't really matter. Absolutely. That was one of those. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, having Coutinho and, and Sturridge in the team makes such a difference for Liverpool, doesn't it? It's, it does. it's, you know, it's, it's obviously they're always going to be a lot better than that. But f- from Villa's point of view, I think that was the worst performance I've seen in the, in the Premier League this season from from any team, and yeah. they just didn't look committed at all. It was deathly quiet in the ground. It was horrible to see because they went two 0 down pretty early, and and it just. It's just, it's just it, sad for Villa fans because that that team just you know they were right to apologise afterwards. They didn't put enough of a shift in. They just got humiliated there and didn't even seem that bothered and, by it. And no. Bonhart went off because he felt sick. Was like, he'd, I'd been watching then. At least, <laughs> he'd been, at least he'd been paying attention to what was happening on the field. Goodness me! I mean, you look at that squad and you think if they do get relegated next season or the, the end of this season, which you know looks increasingly likely on this form, like how many of those players are going to get moves? To other Premier League clubs, it's quite often a thing, isn't it? A club mm. goes down and their their best players get cherry picked, but there's not many in that squad. They've not covered themselves in glory. They barely got out of first gear, you could say. Um, but of course, Julian Lescott, he'll be slipping it into fifth gear with that nice new car <laughs> of his, <laughs> yeah. won't he? Eh? But he accidentally tweeted from his bum or whatever it was. What on earth? He clearly just forgot, didn't he? Ah, <laughs> oh, we lost the game of football. Anyway, get a load of this, everybody. What are you doing? <laughs> yeah. Oh. Car, yeah. look at this car. Uh, well, didn't his guys look at this car? I, I, I might not have tried, but I still get paid in loads of cars. <laughs> didn't his brother tweet, oh, he, he got hacked? Yeah. He's panicked. He got hacked. Yeah, I got hacked. And then he was like, no, you didn't know, did what you? What a terrible, terrible no, use I, of a hack if it was. <laughs> I no, I tweeted, I, my phone was in my pocket. It, uh, it got it, hacked by a car. It, it created a message to send. It inserted a photo, specifically chose one of the car. And then it tweeted it from my account. Maybe Philippe I mean, Coutinho yeah. hacked him during the game. You just mugged him off <laughs> well, so much. Yeah, he also absolutely. had access to his Twitter account. Pickpocketing and hacking is two different things, mm. Jim. Uh, yeah, I mean, they... Oh, dearie me. Uh, did you see the moment, uh, speaking of Valentine's weekends and all, when Origi was repeatedly kissed by that male yeah. Liverpool fan? Yeah, that really must, must have been great for you, Pete. You like yeah. Yeah. Your men kissing. Men kissing. Football, the only thing that was um, missing was yoghurt. Yeah, well, absolutely. But he properly kept going for it on the on the gob and everything. Yeah, on the gob. <laughs> on the gob. The lobnob gob. <laughs> the name lobnob gob. Just another award that Just another award that out. I could hand out. Yeah, that was... Uh, Torre was uh, Liverpool's 19th individual scorer. Uh, really? So they're sharing the goals well, around. That day, it felt like it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was, yeah, actually, it was six different scorers, wasn't it? Which is mm. always nice to see in a hammering. Oh, it's lovely to see, Jim. Liverpool was signing that... Uh, is it Joel Matty? Matty? Yes. Uh, from uh, Matty, the Cameroonian mm. uh, centre-back. He's decent. Mm. I think it's a soft pay. Matty. Oh, is that right? Matty. Yeah, he uh, he's a good player. Mm. He's uh, he's tall and he's strong. He's got he can play a bit Two legs. out from the back. <laughs> yeah, exactly, a couple clock. of arms. <laughs> I think I think the manager of the Shaka said, uh, uh, if we could move Shaka at the Premier League, we could have kept him. Isn't that quite like, quite like for excuses why you're selling one of your best players? Very, uh, very old firm attitude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. James Milner got on the score sheet. Minecraft man. Yeah, yeah. 
He didn't mean to, though. He's very, yeah. uh, that's just classic James Miller, isn't he? <laughs> oh, sorry, <laughs> he didn't mean to that score, hard. but it's uh, scored. Uh, Danny Elvers was asked recently uh, who particularly tough opponents he's played against. And he said, I faced many, but the most annoying was James Milner. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love that. I yeah. wish the quote would have just stopped there, but he did say yeah, he follows it, you it's forward. A better question. Yeah. Who's the most annoying mm. player you've ever played against? He said he follows you forward, he follows you backwards. It's always difficult because he attacks you and then defends you, and then he attacks you and defends you again. It's, I mean, it's relentless. It's sort of weird to think of any players outside of England thinking about James Milner day to day. Yeah. It's Especially weird. He plays for well, I don't know, I don't know <laughs> if it's day to day. I'm not sure Danny Elvis is sort of laying awake at night, worrying about the Maybe. time he got blitzed by Milner, hoping <laughs> yeah. it'll never happen again. Sometimes he defends, sometimes he fences you. That's right. <laughs> that was right. Uh, the weekend's results was a mixed bag for the North East. Some good, some bad. The good, of course, came at Sunderland. They beat Manchester yeah. United 2 1. Oh dear, Louis Van Hull. They've got, they've got to get Mourinho in, haven't they? It seems that it's, it's so just... bad. It's so bad. And with Manchester City having Guardiola in place, they have to do something, even yeah. if it's just the short term. Mo- Moise's record is looking better and better. He spent half the money and got more points. Yeah. Incredible. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. It is amazing, isn't it? And it's and in a season when it's all gone a bit crazy, where Manchester United, do you think actually should be challenging? <laughs> Definitely, because everyone yeah. else is. Yeah. I mean, it's apparently um, it, there's been so much paper talk, so we don't know what's true and what isn't. As with any sort of paper talk, but just the, guessed um, him. That's what they do. Yeah, well, absolutely. Well, the the, the the thinking seems to be that um, Mourinho also wants uh, Andrea Berta from Atletico Madrid um, to to be in charge, effectively of transfers, which would stop Ed Woodward doing with it, and for that reason, could be the best signing they've made in years. <laughs> um, and it, I mean, they're talking about backroom staff and wages and stuff in the press. I mean, you know. There's so much smoke. You must, you have to wonder if there's some mm. fire or not. But it does seem really unfair to Van Gaal, and obviously the pressure's getting to him. Yeah, well, I, I, I do not think though if they get Mourinho in, they can attract proper players then, because Van Gaal at the moment, what he's doing at the club, it doesn't seem great. He's if only you're a Manchester United manager and you can't attract players to that football club, then no, you do yeah, something well, very Van wrong. Van did say a little while ago no, that you have to pay over the odds for players when you're Man United, and that's just no, how no, it no, is. I don't think but... it's... They are, though. Well, absolutely, yeah. <laughs> no, but you know, you, you, you know what I'm saying. If Manchester United are not in the Champions League and Manchester City and Chelsea... And, uh, well, Chelsea won't be in the Champions League by the looks of it. Yeah, but, but let's be honest, that's very likely to be temporary, isn't it? They're going to be competing sure, next but, season. But for, so in the summer transfer window, what are they going to get? And if they don't improve, Spurs could improve, Arsenal could improve, Chelsea, you would imagine, would improve, Manchester City, they could have yet another year out of the league. This is why it's quite a serious issue yeah. for Manchester United. Uh, currently, under Van Hull, Manchester United, would they really attract the huge names? You know, papers linking them to Aubameyang and all the rest of it. Why would Aubameyang choose there if he's offered the same uh, to Arsenal or Manchester City, for Absolutely, example? Absolutely, yeah. I mean, it's, it, it's, it it's in danger of becoming you... just, a, just the norm, isn't exactly. it? Exactly. So, don't so that's the things. point. That If Mourinho comes in, you think, ah... They've got ambition there. They've got one mm. of the best managers. Still, his stock's high. And there, there's a proper manager. Whereas Van Hal clearly is on his way out. He's got one more year left on his contract. Then what after that? Yeah, absolutely. What makes this even more interesting as well, in a, in a wider sense, is that um, Italy's coefficient in Europe is fractionally behind ours. Yes. So depending on how England and Italy in general fare in, in the Champions League and the Europa League, and mm. also I think strangely some some youth tournaments in Europe, um, they could they could nab our fourth place off us. <laughs> that, that could happen relatively soon. Such a fall from grace, wouldn't it? Soon, really? yeah. From the Premier League. Yeah, and... And uh, that would be well, that would make a huge difference, wouldn't it? Oh, it would make a massive difference. I mean, let's be, let, let's let's look at it now. Then Arsenal are playing Barcelona. They're all right. Yeah. Enough said. Yeah, absolutely. Chelsea are playing Paris Saint Germain. 
you know, see you later. Now, Man- no, they're in great form, though. So mm. I don't think that one's as, as cut and dried as that. Man- PSG have been ridiculous this season. I know they draw on the weekend. Um, Manchester City are playing Dynamo Kiev. So there's... You think they get through mm. that. There's a little bit of something there. In the Europa League, you'd fancy maybe Spurs to do something. Fiorentina's a tough game, but you'd, you'd think they could do something. And then Manchester United... And obviously that one's significant because it's against an Italian team. Yeah, yeah OK, yeah. There's added significance. And then Manchester United... Uh, are playing uh, Mitchelland uh, and Louis van Gaal said that is the way back into the Champions League you know so uh, it really doesn't look rosy yeah. on the continent for, for the Premier League and Juventus are in brilliant form as well so th- th- yeah but they do have Bayern Munich so. oh okay of course they do yeah, but so. still though that, I, that for me is the tie of the round actually yeah absolutely uh, that's a fascinating one uh, so we'll, we'll have to see where they get on it's funny uh, you mentioned Chelsea obviously they beat Newcastle 5-1 Eden Hazard said quite recently ahead of the match against Paris Saint-Germain about he was asked about moving away from Stamford Bridge it looks like he'll probably leave in the summer he said it's difficult to say no to PSG or any of the teams capable winning the, of winning the Champions League PSG are in that category for me winning the Champions League is my main aim he's basically gone Pff. Yeah, well, I'm not going to win it at Chelsea. So yeah. if PSG, the team we're about to play, came along, <laughs> it'd be difficult yeah. to say. I'll no. stay over on, yeah. you know, on the away leg <laughs> if you want. Outrageous. Yeah, it's awful. Absolutely outrageous. And then he went on to say, "Oh, but for the moment, I'm not really thinking about a move." Well, you are, because <laughs> you've just said you. you yeah, <laughs> it's literally what you're talking about. <laughs> it's absolutely startling, honesty. It's yeah. like eleven aside at the weekend. If they've got too many subs, you just give them to somebody. You give them to the other team. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Oh my goodness, <laughs> dear me. Uh, let's go to La Liga after this. Watch yourself, it's the Ramble Boys Chucking out the bounce, making all the noise Keep your peepers peeled and watch those grubby mitts Cos they're coming for you and your big shop tips Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team If big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation They said yes And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts They said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. This episode of the Football Ramble is sponsored by BetterHelp. Life throws many different challenges at us, and as a result, we all have our own sources of stress. Whether big or small, those stresses can impact our lives in unpredictable ways, and if we don't address them, they can have an outsized and unwanted impact. Therapy is a safe place in which we can address these issues, learn to understand them, and find ways to work through them. Having therapy can be beneficial to anybody, not just people who've experienced major traumas, even if you may have not considered it before. It could be simply a time for you to get things off your chest, a way to learn positive coping skills or how to set boundaries. Ultimately, it can be whatever you need it to be. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire and BetterHelp will match you to a licensed therapist. You can even switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. 
Visit BetterHelp.com forward slash ramble today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com forward slash ramble. Speaking of English people on the continent, Gary Neville, oh. the King of Spain, <laughs> tearing up the, the legal rule book because he can't read it. Did you see him mouthing off whoever it was right at the end of the game? F in C's and all the rest F-in of it. F in and Jeff in. Oh my goodness. Not sure the the I'm, honestly, you may seek that clip out. I've never seen Gary Neville, who was a yes, real. Yes, you have. No, no, Peter, seriously, the, he was a very fiery man as a player and used to love to rub up the uh, supporters the wrong way, especially the Liverpool fans and all the rest of it. He was going apoplectic on the sidelines with about half a, half a minute to go. Maybe he was shouting at the referee to blow up. I have no idea. But he did say after the game, he was like, this is not a night for celebration. You know, we need to, to keep our it and all the yeah. rest of it. He does say the right things a lot of the time. He does say the right things, yes, and but I hope that comes. His across. record stands for, for something yeah. very different. Well, well, you know, but it's you know, it's, it's a it's a difficult league. He, he has no experience of. He, he has he, no right to be in that he, job. He, 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 and he doesn't. He doesn't speak the language. It's uh, to, to my knowledge, I don't know. Maybe that's wrong. He I don't know how. He doesn't well, speak the language. He did, say, yeah. he did say he was learning. I mean, absolutely. But it's it's such a difficult situation to go. I am learning or. So yeah, I think you know. Let's give him a little bit more time, even if the Valencia fans let's, really don't want us to. And I'm not that it's our choice. I mean, he's been given <laughs> a fair bit of time, actually, considering their results. He has been unlucky, no doubt, uh, in in his time there. But they've not been great. Let's be perfectly honest. But he didn't take over a great situation. I mean, he should never have been given the job. Those like we've said before, Valencia fans thinking, what on earth is going on here? Well, a pundit. Well, you know, I mean, imagine if a Spanish guy came in to manage a very good Premier League side. What's he done? Ah, oh, his telly talk is fantastic. <laughs> Yeah. You know, that's it, really, isn't it? We were just thinking, <laughs> yeah. hang on. It's sort of like Guillaume Balaguer getting a job. Mm. <laughs> kind of. Balaguer would be more equipped because he speaks the language, Jim. <laughs> well, obviously, he's not taking I mean, any coaches' you. badges to, uh, well, Pellegrin- to my uh, knowledge. <laughs> to your knowledge. Yeah. He's a busy man. You, have to, go. you have to say it to my knowledge. Pe- uh, Pellegrini's uh, fa- uh, favourite to take over from Gary Neville. A better appointment. Or, or I could have misread it and it's a bottle of San Pellegrino. I don't know. <laughs> Either way, <laughs> more qualified than Gary Neville. Possibly. Possibly. Yeah, it was a big win. And I mean, he, Negredo, he brought Negredo on, and finally, Negredo, well, I say finally, he has scored a couple of goals under Neville, or one or two. So. Finally, one of them meant something. Exactly, yeah. I mean, he did score a 90th minute equaliser a few weeks ago. But Negredo, on the Spanish football show on Sky Sports, you know, they put together a compilation of Negredo's misses under Gary Neville. I mean, that shows you how many chances they are creating mm-hmm. and how many they've been messing up. But he came on and he scored. Now, it was an interesting uh, day for uh, Diego Alves in goal because in the first half, he made one of the saves of the season. And in the second half, it, he was at fault massively for the Espanyol goal. And then he managed to keep them out to make it 2-0. Val- Valencia shouldn't have won this game. Even Neville said they were lucky because other games they should have won and they've lost. So, Negredo came on. And then it was great to see Cheryshev score the winner because yeah. he's had a funny old time because he's the guy in Spain. They've all been saying... Uh, because he was the uh, he was the unregistered player unregistered player for Real Madrid. Madrid kicked out of the Copa del Rey so he's been lauded up by loads of uh, non-Real Madrid fans because well, he put Real Madrid out of the cup <laughs> so I, I think in the Val- I think it was in the Valencia game I think it was when he was playing for Valencia because he did go out on loan when they played Barcelona he came on to the pitch the Barcelona fans gave him a stand ovation <laughs> <laughs> there's our man he's one of us <laughs> did you uh, did you you said about Diego Alves having a funny day in goal yeah did he say anything about James Milner at <laughs> Can we get the full sweep? It's not all of, of the Alves. Yeah, The But I did like what Cherishev said after the game. He said, we're with the manager to death. 
which is good. Also, he's, uh, I enjoyed, uh, I had a little look at his Twitter page, as is my ones, and on it is a photo, which is the background, which says, you can if you think you can. Mm. Mm. A positive message uh, for us all. Uh, but they did win it and uh, and they, they march on. Barcelona beat Celta Vigo 6-1. They had just taken a mick. And again, you yeah. look at that Neville's 7-0 win when they were down to 10 men. Celta Vigo, had, yeah, you know, they, they had 11 men. It's just, it's that's just, what happens. Yeah, yeah, it's just La Liga, isn't it? It's, it's just the new camp. The risky run. Arsenal are going there soon, Jim. Oh, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Messi registered an assist from a penalty. <laughs> but it goes down as a penalty miss. I guess it does, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's brilliant. Think about that. Yeah, (laughs) but yeah, I I love that the the whole sharing the goals thing. Yeah, because um, there it's been said many times, isn't it? Actually, by Luis Enrique, that um, uh, if Neymar, Suarez, and Messi don't all score, then they're not happy. Yeah, and and they did. Well, uh, Neymar has claimed it was meant for him, but Suarez just. Well, I was about to say, to, to, off him. to back you up there, Jim, uh, Neymar said of the, the, the pass that Messi played for Luis Suarez, he said, it was for me. We practised it in training, Leo and myself, uh, but Luis was closer. It doesn't matter who scores the goals, just that we win the games. Our friendship is the most important thing. Just some bants, isn't it? <laughs> and also that everyone knows it was meant for me. So yeah. can we put that down on the score sheet? That's right. Yeah. Was it disrespectful, though, Peter? I think Neymar's rainbow flick was more disrespectful than oh, that, to goodness. be fair. The whole, <laughs> the whole 90 minutes was disrespectful. Yeah. I mean, I, I, like my... My dad, uh, who doesn't like football at all, he WhatsApp me saying... But he gets a mention every now and then on this. He does, yeah. He does, Daddy Donaldson. He did He did uh, WhatsApp me saying, why is it disrespectful uh, what Messi and uh, and Suarez did? I said, well, I'd, I'd rather... Shut up, Dad. I'd rather that than getting pumped 5-1 by Chelsea, to be yeah. honest. Do you remember when... <laughs> That's um, more disrespectful. Noise. Do you remember when Arsenal attempted to do that? And it was Thierry yeah, Perez, and, yeah. and, and uh, Robert Perez, and they messed it up and mm. they're like idiots. They were 1-0 up at the time. <laughs> that was disrespectful. Yeah. Mind you, Barcelona were only 3-1 up, but I suppose... Only 3-1 yeah. up, They were 3-1 yeah. up with, like, 10 minutes to go, as well, weren't they? But, um, it, but was some it, of the goals Suarez in that is, Yeah, ridiculous. Like, there's one where Messi tore through the defence and he, mm. he looped it through to Neymar. Neymar looked like he pulled it a little bit too wide, but he managed to get it back over and Suarez smashed it in. And you, at that point, you're thinking, I mean, you might stop two of them. You might stop two of them if you're doing really well, but you're never going to stop all the three. Next, the next one Barcelona need to do is that thing that happens like once every three seasons, where someone goes to take a corner kick, mm. they touch the ball just outside the, the little um, the little half D, yeah. and then the other player can just dribble it in because he's yeah, technically yeah, yeah. touched the ball. Yeah, I want them to do that and, oh, not, and not get yeah. found out. Only do that only in do one that. game. <laughs> only attempt to score goals like that. They might start setting themselves challenges. You know, <laughs> it's just ridiculous, isn't it? But it's so good it, to the point of I thought to myself, I need to go out there and watch them because. It's th- this is this history yeah. in the well, making. Like, like, I mean, like you wouldn't know they exist otherwise. Like it's a trick. No, 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 like no. It's no. the Truman Show. You, you no, you. no, no, not that. As in, as in, you need to go out there and watch them to say you saw that team. Well, this right, is okay. to say you saw that front We line. saw Pep Guardiola Barcelona. We team, did. We did. Pep Guardiola Barcelona team. And you, you and I saw them win the Champions League in, yeah. in, in the Olympic Stadium in what Rome. What do you want? But is, is that coming get me for Adidas? Is that what that is? But the thing is, Mark, they're not an Adidas team, are they? You're still right though, because this, this genuinely might be the best team they've ever had even on top of That's the best I mean. team they've ever had not being that long ago and in yeah. fact still still featuring some of the same players yeah. they look like the best team in Europe at the moment they, they yeah. actually look like for the first time in a long time someone who genuinely could retain the Champions yes. League well and they've got to get I think it'll Arsenal be probably a <laughs> That's your three. Well, you got Bayern, your three. Yeah, Bayern, Real, even Real Madrid you might fancy them over two legs to take them to the cleaners. Bayern Munich Standing in the way, and yeah. maybe PSG, you know. Yeah, I mean, it's by no means cut and dry, but... Um, it isn't, but you're right, Jim, This surely. But then we said this when Guardiola was in charge, and Mourinho yeah, stopped absolutely. them. 
So you but never he's know. He's not around, is he? He's not Unless around. Unless he's going to sabotage their campaign in mm. his free time. Yeah. Well, there's no, there's no transfer window for managers. <laughs> True. <laughs> you know. Uh, but yeah, but they're that good, Jim. That Lionel Messi or Lionel Messi was crowned player of the month. Yeah, for the first time ever. That's astounding. That that's well, astounding. The, the, the award has only existed since the start of 2013-14 season, but right. still, <laughs> if it has existed longer than last month, it's yeah, a disgrace. It's, it's amazing. He, and he only becomes the second Barcelona player to have won the award after Neymar won it last November. So before November 2015, a Barcelona player never won it. Incidentally, uh, Carlos Vela of, of Real Sociedad has won it twice himself. Well, is it? I mean, Vela is, is, is having a good time. Don't get me wrong. La Liga being what it is, it's almost pointless to give it to players from Barcelona or yeah, Real maybe. Madrid. Maybe they've got it right. Maybe they have. Mind you, the Premier League's not too bad for player of the month, is it? I mean, manager of the no, month, it can so. be quite They should have a rule where they're not allowed to go into the top three. Yeah. Any players from the top three. <laughs> just, know, just an arbitrary rule. Because they've got really good players. Uh, so, I'm not sure that's... Yeah. Naim Lob... Gob? Nob? <laughs> yeah. No? Yeah? Lest, lest we forget. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Lob Nob? Uh, but Barcelona are through to the Copa del Rey final with Sevilla. Now, the match is due to be played at the Bernabeu. However, Madrid may not let the game go ahead This is there. hilarious, isn't it? This well, is elite-level sport. This is this wonderful. Level of this is incredible. <laughs> Specifically reserved for those in the Real Madrid camp as well. They may not let the game go ahead there, as they're unlikely to want Barcelona to be celebrating a cup win on their pitch. Not uh, even making up an excuse. <laughs> like, not even coming up with a reason well, why they I can't think, do it. I don't think they've actually said that, but it's painfully <laughs> obvious why. <laughs> Both finalists want the match to be played at Madrid's ground because it's the biggest neutral venue, and clearly Barcelona want to win another game in Madrid and give it the big one. So uh, we shall see what happens there. But uh, <laughs> if that is if that's surely the reason, they that should, is um, can we do the autumn top bus around <laughs> Madrid as well? A little yeah. Messi should, um, if they win a penalty, Messi should try and set it up for Denis Cheryshev. <laughs> and they'll just take the suspension and go, yeah. They should do, shouldn't That's they? That's a dig, isn't it? If they, if they win, if they, the, the game goes ahead, they should have his picture on their shirt. <laughs> <laughs> they celebrate the oil mouth. <laughs> He's got one. He's got one. They've got them. Surely there'll be lots of Barcelona fans with Cheryshev masks on. Surely. Surely. <laughs> surely. Nice to see Fernando Torres scoring the only goal for Atletis. They hang mm, on in there yeah. in the title race. Good old Torres. Warms yeah. your cockles, doesn't it, does. when he scores? Before he goes to China. And I did say cockles. Uh, let's go quickly to the Bundesliga. Hoffenheim, they've uh, appointed a 28 year old. The youngest manager in the league's history. I should say manager, obviously a player, wouldn't be that outrageous really, would it? <laughs> yeah, he took over from Hoop Stevens, did uh, Julian Nagelsmann. Doesn't do the new music on Radio 1. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they're 17th, one off the bottom, so he's got his work cut out for him. A 28-year-old yeah, that's charge. Amazing, isn't it? It is. How, how has that happened? Well, that's... that's... <laughs> has he started a pension pot yet? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's LinkedIn again. <laughs> Maybe it's really catching on. It could be. It could well be. Uh, in Serie A, Juventus beat Napoli. That was a big one. Uh, Simone Zalza mm. with the only goal right at the end. Pepe Reina well. was gutted, wasn't he? Well, mm. understandably. And, 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 but the thing is... that's Really visibly gutted. Yeah, but you wonder, that defeat could absolutely shake Napoli to their core because they've been leading from the front with, with Juventus dangerously gaining ground and now basically all of their nightmares are coming true where mm. they've, they've managed to reel them in. It would what be great run to they're on. Yeah, I mean... 15 straight league wins and Napoli have dropped down to second now after Juventus had a terrible start because Napoli have been good this season but they're chasing their first league title wins since 1990 when a certain Diego Maradona was there of course yeah Juve two wins away from breaking Inter's consecutive wins record in, in Serie A they have Bologna and then face Inter to break that mm. record if, if, assuming they beat uh, Bologna it would be great to see Napoli win the league it of would. course but Juve just look like they're, they're not having it picking up the speed of a runaway freight train Jim indeed um, and uh, also in uh, Italy, Milan, they beat Genoa 2 1. Honda scored a 40 yarder in that game. It was probably about 40, it was great. But Gen- Honda? Yeah. Mm. 
with the number 10 on his back. Gianluigi Donnarumma nearly kept another clean sheet. He celebrates his 17th birthday next week. Superb. 16-year-old goalkeeper. You never see that, do you? <laughs> I bet stringy. Established really now stringy. Really well. stringy. Yeah. I mean, he was, he was once described by ESPN as a tall, agile goalkeeper whose physique and composure belie his tender years. I like the tender. Yeah. <laughs> it's a bit Daily Mail all grown yeah. up for me. A bit foie gras. But yeah, I, I, I can't remember if we've mentioned Donnarumma on this on the show or not, but see, it is incredible. He kept a clean sheet in, uh, in the derby as well with Inter. Mm. What a goalkeeper. Unusual for a 16-year-old. Very, very much so, Jim. <laughs> very, big. very much so. Uh, shall we... Uh, oh, quick FIFA update before we go to the highlights of the week in correspondence. The uh, Federation Internationale de Football Association... FIFA have banned their former Secretary General Jerome Valka for all from all related uh, football activity for twelve whole years. You're the Valka, mate. If anyone is, <laughs> <laughs> he was uh, nearly fined seventy-one thousand pounds. This was because of investigations into allegations of misconduct relating to World Cup ticket sales, among other acts. Yeah, Valka is the Richard Hammond to uh, Blatter and Platini's um, <laughs> Clarks and like May. It's like very not much in so. His heart's yeah. not in it. But he's been he's you know gone on. Under the radar a bit, isn't he? But he's was, just as bad. I was really pleased, actually, which is why I included it in the in the running order today, because Valker has been a real shady character in the shadows yeah. of uh, the aforementioned chaps, and uh, I'm glad that uh, he's been hit with a big old ban. Wow, that's strong talk for a spell. Strong isn't it? Talk if with Marcus Speller. Well, no, but if he's been doing what they say he's been doing, then is it not good that he's been banned? Yeah, but or so do you I'm want s- to see these people protected, Peter? I just think they need to be protected from themselves. <laughs> all right? Well, and he will do. Let's take him away <laughs> from football yeah. altogether. All football-related <laughs> activity. I'd like to think that if he joins like a Sunday side and he steps onto the bench, ah, 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 uh, yeah. Uh, but it, like, just imagine, like, sorry, immediately, like, just FIFA <laughs> drones will appear, like, just like <laughs> FIFA guys with like guns, just. Bouncing out of yeah. bushes and stuff, just wherever All he goes. Related. No, you can't even look at a Panini sticker album. <laughs> Nothing. It's like, it's yeah. like, it, it's, how round does something have to be for him to get chucked out? Is he allowed, yeah, he can't eat round food yeah. anymore. Is he allowed to get into astronomy? <laughs> I don't know how that works. Yeah. Are you playing blow football there, Falca? <laughs> uh, 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 you're at a petrol station, you're playing an arcade game, that's mm. Virtuous Striker 2. Yeah. Enough. <laughs> we still don't think that you're ready to come back into it, but in 12 years we reckon you'll never do it again. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Let's have some highlights of the week in correspondence, eh, Chan? Yes. Uh, well, I mean, obviously uh, a lot of... Um, it's been a busy weekend for football, so I'll bash through a couple of highlights of the week. Uh, David Cowlishaw, hello, David. Uh, Kevin Keegan turns 65 today. He's already lost his bus pass, which I quite like. Uh, Lee Quick... <laughs> And uh, Keggy's 65 today. He's 60. Well, I think it was yesterday, maybe. Either way, many Mm. happy returns, Kevin. I have a suspicion that um, Keegan's birthday caused some sort of shift in the fabric of. uh, Right, I'm turning all the mic. (laughs) <laughs> Which is why Leicester lost. What? Because he's they, turned to say he's yeah, like, yeah, I was like, they, they were building up a big lead and it was all looking really rosy and then, ah, oh, the Keegan monster struck. No. Jim, do you think he's got to 65 now and, and I think there still is a state pension? And he goes, oh, great, I might as well draw it out. They go, oh, for some reason we've... Yours has got nothing in it. <laughs> uh oh, never oh, mind. Don't worry. Um, He's uh, independently wealthy. <laughs> he is, and he, he does a lot of work abroad as well. So yes. there we go. Uh, I was gonna, I was gonna do a little. Uh, I was gonna give me, give you guys uh, my lot of the week, which is uh, Ali Brownlee, the um, uh, yeah. Middlesbrough commentator, of course, Pretty like sad. universally loved uh, by the northeast. Oh, never off uh, look north, and obviously uh, BBC Radio Tees and stuff. But um, I do believe. Let me just get my sheet out. Where's me? Where's my email? Uh, an email came in from uh, the quite wonderful. Richard 
Uh, he, he wanted to be anonymous. <laughs> but luckily, <laughs> luckily yeah. Richard is the name of the other emailer, so I was oh. reading the wrong email anyway, so we're all Why good. Are you wow. We're all good. What a perfect not... storm of <laughs> If you are called Richard, apologies. I didn't write it on the email for that exact reason. Uh, hi, chaps. Uh, not a funny one. Is this going to be about a Nigerian prince trying <laughs> no, to send you some fun? This is me talking about uh, Alastair Brownlee. Uh, not a funny one. A bit of an odd highlight, but that's uh, it's worth a mention, I think. I'd like to highlight a local legend. Last night saw the passing of a Millsborough legend, a legend of the club, and, uh, and the despite never kicking a ball for them. Alistair Brownlee is a name that's known far and wide around here and uh, one that will be remembered fondly for a long time. He commentated for over 30 years, home wow. and away on the team that he loved, became known as the voice of Borough, uh, achieving cult status in our small town for passionate, often rose-tinted commentary. If you ever heard this guy, mm. set, I think they want to listen to, uh, or the couple they listened to, those two matches in the UEFA Cup where oh, yeah. they went down and then they, they, they yeah. came back and then 4-2 against Stour Bucharest, I think it was, yeah. and also um, a couple of others. The UEFA Cup run, yeah. he, he, he doesn't even pretend that he's... Impartial. He's he's yeah. wonderful, and it really does remind yeah. me. It reminds me of being a kid, really, and listening to um, Tyne Tyne uh, media output as well. It's a wonderful thing, isn't it? The, in a local community where someone is that ingrained with a club mm. that you know, as you say, is not a player. And and and, 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 and Borough fans in particular. I mean, they, they, as um, as this anonymous gentleman says, he just say that the Borough fans have sang, sang his name every game since the diagnosis a few mm. months ago. Uh, and I'm sure it'll be an extra loud voice tonight at Elland Road. So Ali Brownlee, he's one of our own, says. Mm. Anonymous texter, and uh, he's looking forward to seeing us in Newcastle. So, yeah, come and have a drink, whoever you are, mystery man. Uh, right, here we go. Here we go. Shall I start with Ben's repost? <laughs> if you haven't heard the Premier League, sorry, the preview show, then uh, what on earth are you playing at? Mm. But we had an email uh, from a man who works at JP Morgan saying why football tickets are a luxury item and actually owners can charge what they want and mm. we shouldn't kick off uh, and make a fuss about it yeah, yeah. Uh, sh- I'll, I'll go with the responses first there's yeah, a couple of responses it's quite nice so is this Ben's reply to us that you're reading now or I'll do Ben at the end cool because you know just, just, so we, we all heard this last so week so ben, ben sort of uh, that's weird uh, Ben just uh, <laughs> you know basically said that uh, yeah. it's a luxury item and uh, we don't have a god given right or financial right mm. to enjoy football uh, this is from Rob uh, after listening to last week's previous show I was delighted when my subject came up after weeks of medieval weaponry talk and I wanted to share a few thoughts. As a riveting economist myself, mm. I too have uh, followed the trail of thought expressed by Ben. However, I do not agree with his conclusion. Scooping up all morality and ethics into a distant box in the corner of the room, he talks about rational behaviour of clubs raising ticket prices as long as there is demand for them, but he fails to acknowledge that in this case, the consumer's fans are irrational. Which is obvious. Fans in Liverpool aren't going to buy more Everton tickets, a supposed substitute, which is good, mm, yep. uh, just because uh, Liverpool ticket prices have increased. As a Liverpool fan, I can indeed confirm this, and Jim's still an Arsenal fan. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> this means clubs have essentially a degree of monopoly power which causes market failure for example there is a net loss to society and thus is necessary for external forces to intervene and correct it unfortunately at the moment this responsibility has fallen to supporter groups which personally I believe is wrong it should really be left to the government to step in as if it was any other industry basically if a company has a 30% market share a regulatory body would be set up in charge of monitoring the situation for the best interest of the public perhaps a useful job that the FA can and should do Um, I don't really hold my breath for a better plan soon which is sad because as all that will happen, there'll be more friction between clubs and fans, and the problem will never be uniformly under control. What do you guys think? I mean, I guess we're kind of in agreement with that one, Rob. reduced, I think, the FA Cup semi-final tickets and maybe final tickets as well by a fiver. Because mm. well, they can, because the FA Cup is you know, is their baby more yeah. than the Premier League. Yeah, yeah no, I'm just saying, as he mentioned the FA there. Yeah, uh, Ollie Bass has uh, he, emailed in. Uh, Ollie Bass does sound like the sort of thing the man from Scooter shouts in between verses. <laughs> yeah. Ollie Bass! Ollie Bass! Or a vlogger that none of us have heard of, yeah. but it's a millionaire. <laughs> it takes all of our work. Uh, <laughs> hey, guys. Hey, guys, I uh, love the show. It keeps me grounded while I'm off exploring myself. 
and Asia. Sod's law that Good. the one season that I can't watch a lot of football <laughs> happens to be the most exciting season in my lifetime, but hey-ho. Anyway, I was intrigued by Mr. J.P. Morgan caricature's email on the previous show, and I thought I'd weigh in with uh, a rejoinder. Uh, the argument centres around uh, football tickets having to obey the laws of other luxury items in that what we are willing to pay should dictate how much we pay. Therefore, if he says uh, a 10% price hike won't result in a 10% sales drop, then the club is well within the rights to hike the prices. This would be true if uh, football tickets were indeed luxury items. Uh, and he does go on, uh, but I think it's, it's quite a good idea to bring in J.M. McCall, who's also emailed about this. Oh, wonderful uh, here are some of the things that uh, used to be a luxury that you must work for, but now are seen as fundamental human rights in some areas of the world. Income. Finland have revealed plans for a guaranteed basic in- income for all citizens, regardless of employment. Broadband. Again, Finland leading the, the charge. The mm. UK are kind of interested in this as well. They recently voted to make internet access like water or electricity a first world human right. Tampons. A century ago, we did not have this technology, so they were a luxury when new, but now they are commonplace and regarded largely as a human right in our world. The recent choice by the government received widespread protest for this very reason. Mm. Potatoes. In the 16th century, the new world food was a luxury. Would our economist friend have told Irish famine victims about supply and demand? This is morbid, but still quite a valid part of the argument. Mm. Uh, so the whole concept of what is and what is not a luxury good uh, breaks down under mild scrutiny. It depends on who you are, where you live, what your income is, and the history of said commodity. It is not absolute. Luxury is in the eye of the beholder, and to most people, is not a luxury. Uh, you know, a stadium that allows young people and less well-off people to come to the stadium is where fostering an atmosphere that creates value and attracts future fans, sponsors, TV deals, and much more. Mm. If you want to use Canary Wharf terminology, you call the fan base an asset. Investing in the asset will create more long-term value than liquidating it. Or if you um, prefer a more horrific analogy, the more successful viruses are those that do not kill their host bodies. <laughs> uh, that's really all I have to say about the issue. I'm not trying to put a forward an opinion here, but in the style of uh, Rafa Benitez, I simply try to state facts. Yours always, Jamie. Thank you, Jamie. And finally for now, Ben's repost. I only got bloody bantered on the show, didn't I? I almost spat up my five quid coffee onto my thousand quid suit. <laughs> <laughs> well played, sir. Well played. So uh, it's all right. It'll all come crashing down soon and we can all play football in the park all day long. So uh, thank you to enough. Ben. Thank, like you to, uh, thank you to Jem McCall. Thank you to uh, Richard uh, Easterbrook as well. Do you want the final one from Richard Easterbrook? Please, Easterbrook, yeah, actually, just please. One. Uh, the highlight of, my was, highlight of my week was listening to Grim Hunter's interview with Peter Beards. They stick with it where Pedro recounts the story of when he and Kevin King were at Fulham and were put up in a, an apartment above Harrods. Keegan insisted that Beardsley sorted all the food, so Pedro had to walk to the nearest Sainsbury's. What an odd situation. Yeah, really weird. So Pedro had to walk to the nearest Sainsbury's and struggle back with all the shopping in order to keep King Kev uh, fed and watered. After three months of the arrangement, Keegan inquired where Beardsley was getting the food from, and Pedro replied, Sainsbury's, where the flip else would I go? Keegan told Pedro he'd been given a Harrods card by Mohamed Al-Fayed when he first arrived and could get free food from Harrods, oh. above which they had been living for three whole months. <laughs> Richard Easterbrook, I mean... Wow. You you had your financial (laughs) chat for the men... And that was definitely a dessert. Well, oh my I goodness! Do, uh, I do like this new thing with the financial chat and the uh, the medieval weaponry, where we're we sort providing of, a platform. Well, we just outsource um, <laughs> our show to people who actually know what they're talking about. Yeah, yeah. I love yeah. it. Same as us doing anything. If mm. anybody knows anything about football, do give us an yeah, email. Give us a yeah, shout. Yeah, yeah. Do drop us a line. I'll step aside for that. Yeah, Well, yeah. Any other subjects that you think that uh, we want to throw to the listeners so they can get involved and yeah. maybe argue against each other mm. or compliment each other? We're not. Uh, yeah. Show at the football round. Yeah. Do get in touch with mm. the, with them emails. Jim, should we have a, a website roundup? Let's have a web, website roundup. Uh, Kyle, uh, okay. 
<clears throat> you ready? Yeah, just getting my, my words ready again. Yep. So, like many of you, Kelly spent most of the week admiring the dastardly way in which fans can torment their usually untouchable club overlords. In less than a week, we saw fans walking out of the ground at Anfield, balls at Borussia Dortmund, and someone resigning a directorship on behalf of an apparently oblivious Charlton Athletic. Who'd have thought admin could be so much fun? <laughs> Kelly also had a chat about the impact China's foray into the transfer market might have on European football with Ramble correspondent Simon Claude, enjoyed some banter with Sergio Ramos, and issued a be on the lookout notice for an elite football sniper you can follow Kelly at Kelly underscore Wells and uh, yeah apparently she's been favourited by Tino Espria which is mm. oh. genuinely more than anything I've ever achieved in my life <laughs> Mighty so has picked up that yeah Marvellous stuff, marvellous stuff. Little update on the live shows. There's still a few tickets left for Birmingham and Newcastle. Yes, uh, Newcastle is on the 8th of April and Birmingham is on the 15th of April. There's a, there are tickets available left, but they are going quickly, so uh, get yourself involved. And we're going mm. to London as well, aren't we? Or remaining in London. <laughs> <laughs> we're going back to London. It'll be a hoot in Birmingham and Newcastle and London as well. London is on uh, Monday, the 18th of April at the Duchess Theatre. Mm-hmm. Tickets should be available on Friday, this coming Friday. Yes. Indeed. Yeah. Uh, so uh, do uh, check out the footballramble.com for that. And buy your Birmingham and Newcastle tickets right now. Yeah, buy them all. Because they're, they're on sale. <laughs> all right? Mm, Let's right. forget about London for a bit. Yeah. Let's talk about the provinces. The provinces? Yes. Mm. Your words, we'll leave mine. that in your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I come from one. Uh, I'm allowed. What about 442s, Jim? 442s, yeah, it's us, but as cartoons and on the internet. Imagine that. So um, get over to our YouTube channel, uh, have a look at uh, what Dean from 442s has cooked up from us, and also uh, subscribe to his channel, uh, which is 442s, as in 442 numbers and then oons letters. Yeah, we do mm. have a YouTube channel. It's youtube.com forward slash football ramble. Mm. There we are. Uh, we're also on Twitter, of course, at Football Ramble. Do get in touch. Show at thefootballramble.com. But the ticket news is all on thefootballramble.com. Yeah. What more do you want, people? <laughs> it's got goodness. the website. Everything's up there. Yes, exactly. Uh, that's it from us. Uh, say goodbye, Jim. Goodbye. Say goodbye, Petey. Goodbye. Bye from me. <laughs> say that properly. Goodbye from me. Thank you. Welcome. More cadence to that. Thank all you. All right. <laughs> on the overlap but it's Yakubu running towards the area Yakubu still with possession Yakubu then feeding it under Rockenbach there's a sea of shirts between Rockenbach and the goal Rockenbach hits the shot oh and that just went wide and in the goal in comes the throw long arcing one in the box Rigget gets a little touch headed in that one inside the penalty area it is now Stewie Downey at the angle Downey hits it drills it goes out it's in it's in Whips a great looking ball in. Header. Goal! A save for Macaroni! A save for Macaroni! Macaroni's header! And Fuller have struck a stick to the heart of Dracula's boys! And it could be Eindhoven time! Free kick. Drills it long. Kadrill wins it wonderfully. And he's it. It's Eindhoven! 
Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. <laughs> 